And uh, so we uh, also each week, um, we, you know, I was, I was in Texas this week for a minister's conference all week, and I had one of the ministers that was there that I was having dinner with, and he had been watching some of our messages. He said, Brian, I have never seen any church that takes the time to pray for other churches in their, you know, like you do in your messages. I mean, other churches do that, but I've never, he said, I cannot tell you how much that blesses me. And uh, I can't tell you how much it blesses me that you all agree with me as we pray. And uh, that we lift up these other bodies of Christ that are a part of our body. They are a part of us. And so this morning, let's pray and let's just lift up Vortex Church and Pastor Kevin Simmons, his wife Amanda. So would you agree with me? Father, we just thank you right now. Lord, we thank you for Vortex Church. We thank you for what it is doing in the kingdom of God. And Lord, we thank you for your gift to the body and Pastor Kevin and, and his wife Amanda. Lord, Lord, we just ask that your blessings would be poured out on them, Father. We just ask that they would have wisdom beyond measure, Lord. That they would have protection and provision, Lord. And that the fullness of your salvation salvation would manifest itself in their lives. Lord, we just ask that your Holy Spirit would overflow them, Lord, and that Vortex would be blessed because of it, Lord. We ask for their leadership to have eyes of understanding, to see perfectly what your will is, Lord, and that they would move into that. Lord, in Jesus' name and by the blood of Christ, let your salvation and your overflowing love and blessing be manifested in that that body, and we praise you for it and thank you for it, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for agreeing with me on that. So, um, yeah, sometimes, you know, you have notes and a sermon, and it's all laid out, and it's all so nice and everything, and slip back, and you just throw that away, and that's what's happening this morning. We'll get to that next week, you know, it's kind of like here, maybe it's all, sometimes you just mess it up, who cares what, how you did it. Sometimes it's worth God to get into it and let him do what he wants to do. Amen. Now earlier this week I saw one piece of what he wanted to do this morning and, uh, and as we were in worship it, the Lord said you need, to, you need to preach something else. And the first thing I want to show you if you will just turn to Second <laughs> Peter chapter 1 verse 12. And it's interesting, there's a lot of times, you know, I, I saw throughout the early years of Boomerang, I saw that I was repeating myself on a regular basis. And I saw that I was telling some of the same stories. And the logic inside of me said, well, they've already heard that, Brian. You know, they don't want to hear that story again. They don't want to hear that message again. And, but I knew the Holy Spirit was leading me to do it. I knew the Holy Spirit was leading me to tell the same things, to go over the same things. You know, and, and I didn't understand fully why, but I thought I had a good idea. And what's interesting is, eventually I came upon these scriptures while I was thinking about it. And let's just read this. Uh, Peter says this, Therefore, I will always be ready to remind you of these things even though you already know them and have been established in the truth which is present with you. I consider it right, as long as I am in this earthly dwelling, to stir you up by way of reminder, knowing that the laying aside of my earthly dwelling is imminent, as also our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. So in other words, he was getting ready to go away. He was getting ready to pass away and go be with God in heaven. And so he says in verse 15, And I will also be diligent that at any time after my departure you will be able to call these things to mind. So he's saying, I'm going to repeat this stuff to you. I know you already know it. I'm going to, I'm going to repeat it again. You know why? Because as we repeat these things and we, and we stand on these things, what we'll find is there's a lot more underneath the surface than just what you're hearing with your ears. What you'll find is God will bring revelation up out of you. Now what's interesting is, uh, I think 
Yeah, Barrett, when she got up here, she said something about repeating things. Well, this is not really even a part of the message. Uh, in a way, it's just something to remind you that repetition's okay. Repetition in the kingdom, it's God. And just because I was, I'm outlining some uh, series that we may do, uh, may not, I, I, right now the Lord just has me outline it, called Killer Mindsets. And, and what, that, uh, what that series is supposed to do is outline some mindsets that bring death into your life. In other words, it kills the love of God. It kills faith. It kills. And one of those mindsets is this. Oh, I've heard this before. One of those killer mindsets is when we get, I've heard this before. I know what he's talking about. And what we do inside is we turn off. I've heard that before. And yet, God says, it's important for me to remind you. And why, why is it important? So that when I'm not there with you, whether it be later on down the road and I'm going to heaven and maybe you're still here, or let's just say you're at work on Tuesday and I'm not there with you. I'm not there preaching. But inside of you, you can hear some preaching inside your head when I say something about how He loves you. And you can remember that. And I've had, how many of you, I've never done this before, how many of you have ever been in a situation and you were, you were facing something and all of a sudden you heard a minister come up and you heard the words they preach come back to your remembrance while you were sitting in that, there you go. It's an interesting thing. And they'll hear, I, I remember somebody recently told me a story and they were like, I was facing this, I was facing this, then I heard you say, you know, this. And that helped them get out of that situation where they were remembering something that they had heard been preached over and over and over again. And that's just it. So I want to encourage you, no matter where you're at or what you've done, don't ever get into the killer mindset that says, I've heard this before, I know this. Know that it's God to say, you know what? If it's God, it's worthy to listen to forever. Forever. If it's God, it's worthy. And so this morning, I'm going to talk about just how much He loves you. Because what's on the heart of God, I believe, for us this morning is that He loves you. And He loves you in Psalms it says that He loves you with an everlasting love. That means He's never going to pass that love away. It's never going to fade for Him. He loves you with an everlasting love. And when we, we've been talking a lot about love in the Wednesday night service as we were in 1 John, and one of the things we define love as this, is love is a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. God is, has chosen you. He's committed to you. To give to you unconditionally, even outside of all the junk that you've been doing or had been doing. He's committed. And He'll do it because that's who He is. That's His character. Turn uh, to 1 John 4, 8, please. God is love. And this morning what I really want you to get is just how much He loves you. What is that love? In, the, in 1 John 4, 8 it says this, The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Now our job as Christians is to come to God believing on Him how? How are we to believe on God? We're to believe on Him as a child. It says, if you come to me as a child, you'll enter into the things of the kingdom if you'll come as a child. Now, for years, I was like, yeah, that's great. Come to it. But Lord, what does that mean? I, I don't even know really what that means. I, I think I get what you mean, but I'm not sure. How do you mean? And, I, and the Lord originally, probably, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, He asked me this. He said, when you were a kid, and you were, you know, four or five years old, and your dad told you something, how solid was it, whatever he told you? Man, at four or five, whatever my dad told me, it was gospel. 
I mean, that was it. He could have told me, he could have told me that the worst person in the world, he literally, at that age, he could have told me that Hitler was a good man. I'd have believed him. You know why? Because I was a child and I was bringing childlike faith to somebody who was my hero, who I thought did everything right. Now, I know now that he didn't do everything right, and I know if he would have told me that, that would have been wrong, and he wouldn't have told me that, but here's the thing. Man, you don't put that kind of trust in man. I, I don't want you putting that kind of trust in me. You know why? I'm a man. I got a flesh. It's corrupted. I can miss it. You know, sorry to burst your bubble. It, it's true. I can miss it. I can do stuff wrong. But when it comes to God, and God is love, when it comes to Him, we can accept everything He says because everything that He says or does, not only is it true, but it's done in 100% pure love. And I want to tell you, you know, you can think our idea of love is based off of what we've seen in this world. It's one of the reasons why people don't want anything to do with the church because what they've seen of love has been what we've shown them. So we need to pick it up a notch. But here's the other thing. In love, our idea of love is based a lot on what we've seen, but it's not based a lot on the absolute love of God. We got to understand that if I see, I, I've told people this over a period of time, that is, if you can think of the best person ever that you know, who's the best, most loving person you ever have known on this earth? Think about that person right now. And, and even if you don't know them personally, I think that person loves like nobody else does. It's amazing. You think about that person. And I want you to know that that person is just a smidgen of the love, of the purity, of the love of God. And it goes like this. Basically, where did you think that person got his love from? And that love is mixed and mingled. In that person is mixed and mingled with the corruption of a corrupted flesh. So if that person still pales in comparison to the love of God, just how great is his love? And so another picture that the Lord gave me of as a child faith is, as a, is the baby birds. This is recently, maybe a year ago. He showed me a picture of the baby birds. In the, and you know when the, when the mama or daddy bird brings food back to the nest and all you see is the back of throats. I mean, it's like wide open mouths. And, and, and they are gobbling up, you know, and if the, you know, the mama or baby bird moves his beak over here, they're all like, ah, like this, you know. They move it over here. They're, they're, they're just following, you know. They're going all around. They're gonna, and whatever the, the uh, parents drop, they are just gobbling, gobbling it up, right? Now, we can't be that way with men, but with God, he's worthy of trusting. And as a, as a child, we need to see the things of God and say, oh man, oh man, whatever you say, I'll believe. Whatever you do, I know it's right. If you're love, you're a love that I can trust, and in other words, i, I eventually he took me to this place he said son if i'm telling you to do something even if it looks like decrease you have to recognize it as an opportunity to increase if i'm asking you to do something it's always opportunity yeah. why because my love demands it to be yeah. so this is who god is god is love let's go now to first uh, peter chapter 2 And verse 2, 1 Peter 2, 2. 1 Peter 2, 2 says, Like newborn babies. Now, what does that remind you of? As that childlike faith, right? This is the way we need to be. As newborn babies long for the pure milk of the Word so that by it, you may grow in respect to salvation. Now we know that as we come into the kingdom, that we are to grow from milk to meat. You know, the Lord desires for us to increase, which is what we were talking about last week, and hopefully we'll be talking about it next week. I got good notes. They're right down there. So anyway, well, he hopefully we're growing 
But he says this, and we should always have this attitude within us, that as newborn babes, you know, Luke is getting, he's a little bit over a year and a half, but I'm telling you, when he gets hungry, he lets somebody know. And, and if he's hungry, it doesn't matter what's in there. If he's really hungry, he's gobbling it down. And see, we need to be this way about God. I, Lord, I don't care what you're preaching this morning. I need it. I want whatever you're putting out for me. We need to long for the pure milk of the word so that we may grow, so that we may increase. And then it says this in the next verse, if you have tasted it, if you have tasted of the pure milk of the word, then you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. In other translations it says, then you have tasted that the Lord is good, that the Lord is gracious. In other words, if you come to God and you come as a child and you have received who he really is, the pure pureness of the word, the purity of of who he is, then you're going to taste. You're going to taste God's good. God's good. He loves you. Let's go to James chapter 1 and verse 17. Let's start at verse 16. Throwing them a big curveball back in the sound booth this week. Verse 16 says this. It says, don't be deceived. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Alright, so I'm about to tell you something. In other words, I'm about to tell you something coming up in the next verse that you need to make sure you know. Don't be deceived. And so verse 17, then it says this. It says, Every good thing given and every perfect gift, in the King James it says, every good and perfect gift is from above. Now, I want you to think about this before we go into the rest of the verse. I want you to think about this. Every good thing, does that mean big things? Does that mean little things? Yes. Yeah, I had. I, I want to share this testimony with you because it's God. It's something that happened this week, um, it, and it was something that nobody knew about. It was just something that I cared about, and was on my heart. And it, and it's a material thing, but it was just one of those little things that God said, "I hear you. I hear your heart. I love you." You know, and it's kind of like, "Don't forget it. Don't forget. I know." the desires of your heart. So I had, uh, I had a, um, a list on Amazon where we, I set up a wish list and I set it up a little bit late for things because I had a bunch of people saying, what do you want for Christmas, Brian? So I put this list on, but it was only about a week or two to go before Christmas got there. But on there I put a bunch of watches because I like watches. And um, so one of the watches that I put on there uh, had this little, you know, neat, like almost like this uh, metal mesh band, and I just liked the look of it. And there was probably I don't know five, six, seven, eight watches on there. And but this particular one, now I didn't get it for Christmas. I didn't. I didn't get that watch for Christmas. I and but I found myself going back, and when I looked at that list, I found myself going, I really like that watch. I really like that. And when I didn't get it for Christmas, I, my th- one of my thoughts was, I wish I'd have gotten that watch. You know, I really like it, right? I really like it. And so I was sitting there thinking, I've thought about that particular watch several times. It was just something, you know, the Lord, the Lord asked me a few years ago. He said, what do you like? You know, what are things that you like? And I really didn't have an answer for him. But I, as he asked me that question, he kind of highlighted, I like watches. I find myself looking at people's watches to see if they look nice or not. And so I like them. And so I've started, you know, started to collect them. And I like giving them away. That's, you know, that's a really fun thing to do. And so anyway, uh, while I was at the convention this week, uh, this guy takes off. He says, here, I want you to have this. And he takes off this watch and gives it to me. 
And would you like to get, now this is not something I had told, I hadn't told Nicole this, I hadn't told anybody that I liked that watch. The only person who knew it was God. And so he took, takes off that he takes off that watch and says, "Here, I want you to I want you to have this." And so, there you go. That's the exact watch. And now the only difference was this one was an upgrade of the one that I wanted. It was the same one, but an upgrade. The exact exact. Well, I knew who made it. I knew I knew all about the watch because I liked it. Now listen, nobody knew that but God. He knows the desires of your heart. You know, it's not, to me, the big things, a lot of times, they're worthy of praise and they're awesome and everything. But when he takes something small that just you care about, it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't really matter in the things of life. It doesn't, you know, that watch is not going to make me a better preacher, except maybe it gives me a good example this morning. But it's not, you know, it really doesn't have a big effect in that. It's just something I cared about. Just something I desired. And yet, here's God saying, I hear the desire of your heart. And I look to meet that. Now that, to me, is not about the watch. It's about, God loves me that much enough to bring about a good gift. Be it small or be it big. You know, here's another thing. Here's every good and perfect gift. You know, you're sitting on a chair this morning. That chair is padded, right? Well, if you were standing here for an hour, you'd recognize just how big of a gift that is. <laughs> you know, your feet would fill it. If you were sitting on metal folding chairs, which is what we had when we came in this building, you would recognize those are a gift from God. You know, you may be writing with a pen, and that pen, although small, guess what? It's still a gift from God. It helps you do what you do. It'd be very hard to scratch out in paper with your fingernail the notes that you are taking. It's a gift. God cares about the little things and the big things. And you need to understand and start seeing the grace of God in everything that you do. You know, when it, when it hits springtime and all the flowers start to bloom and it just adds some color to your life, that's a gift from God. When you walk outside and you see the blue skies, and, and that's a gift from God. When it hits 70 degrees and 80 degrees for Nicole, that's a gift from God. And when it hits 50 or 60, that's a gift for me. But those are gifts. And they're good gifts. And it says not just some gifts, but every one of them. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Then it says this, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In other words, this verse describes God's love to you. This verse describes... How He loves you. He loves you in a way that says, I want to give you every good and perfect gift. If, you didn't, if I didn't want to give it to you, you would not have it in your life. Because it wouldn't be possible because they only come from Him. So He wants to give you every good and perfect gift. Now, we are not just talking about material things. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about fellowship. We're talking about kids and grandkids. We're talking about fellowship with the Father. It's a good gift. Perfect gift. We're talking about growing up in the things of God. Moving from the milk to the meat. To know how to help other people. We're talking about the opportunity for you to serve God. The opportunity. You get to work and partner with the creator of the universe. That's a good gift. That's a good gift. You get to spend your eternity with him. It's a good gift. And he says this. He says that it comes from the Father of lights with whom there's no variableness nor shadow of turning. And what he's saying is, when you start to see my love being poured out on you, and it is so good, there's no variableness to that. Yeah. There's no variableness to that. It's not 
going to change. He's always going to love you in that kind of way. That, that variation or shifting shadow, in the King James it says no shadow of turning, and I read that for a whole bunch of times, and I, came, I was like, Lord, what does that mean? I, just, I don't even know what that means. And so he showed me what it's like. If I'm looking directly at this spotlight, and let's say that that's the love of God pouring out on me. Now, let's say that I, he is looking down on you, right? Now, you'll notice that if I'm looking straight at that spotlight, then my face is illuminated. But if I turn ever so slightly to the left or to the right, then the shadows start to form on this side of my face. Why? Because I've turned. He's saying, my love is pure, direct towards you, and it will never turn, not one degree, to the left or to the right. There's no shifting shadow with the heart of God and His love for you. That's who He is. He loves you. His love is worthy of trusting. His love is a part of His character and His nature. And you need to get to know Him in that kind of way. Because in that kind of way, that's the kind of way that starts breaking things off in your life and setting you free from the things that have held you bound. That's when, do you remember that very first verse that says, if those that don't know God, they don't know how to love. They don't, those that don't love, they don't know God. We need to get to know Him and know His heart for us, know His love for us, and accept His love as a child. Now at this point, we need to be those children that are saying, Lord, I accept you as that kind of loving God with my mouth wide open because you are worthy of trusting. You are worthy of that. Let's turn... To John chapter 8 and verse 1. You know, I don't know where you're at today. I don't know everything that's going on in your life or in your mind. I have no idea. But I know this God loves you. And I know this He loves you with an everlasting love. And I know this. There's no variation in His love. Now you could have been coming through some stuff. You could be on top of the mountain. You just had a great, th great time in God. It doesn't matter where you're at on that scale. What matters is His love's never changing. And as we learn to accept His love as a child, He can propel us to greater and greater heights so that the love flowing through us will overflow into the people around us. In John chapter 8, verse 1, we find somebody that they're in a low state. It says, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again into the temple, and all the people were coming to him, and he sat down and began to teach them. Now, some of you may, may know this story, but I think you'll hear it today in a way that you might not have ever heard preached. Some of you that have been here have heard this story this way, but just wait till the end. The scribes and Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery. And having set her in the center of the court, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery, the very act. Now, in the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. What then do you say? Now, what are they doing? First of all, they're interrupting the king of kings. <laughs> Second of all, while he's trying to teach, they're interrupting. Next thing, they're setting a trap. Because here, if he says, yes, the law of Moses, he says stoner, then he just loses all the people because they're going to have, because all the people are going to go, well, I got sin too. Does he want me dead? And if he doesn't stoner, then he just broke the law that he cannot break. He has to be pure and unblemished. Now let me, let me tell you this, have you ever faced a situation like this, a rock and a hard place? You don't know what needs to happen, you don't know what needs, well Jesus faced that same thing. And we need to see what he did as well in this story, don't miss that point. He said, now the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women, what then do you say? They were saying this, testing him so that they might have grounds for accusing him, but Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground. So he's sitting there, he's teaching, 
And all of a sudden, here comes this rock in a hard place moment. And he says, time out. I need to hear from God. I need to hear from my Father, who is love, who knows exactly what I need. He's bringing me every good and perfect gift, and right now the gift I need is wisdom. I need to know what... And so he just ignores what they ask him. He does not answer yet, and he stoops down. And he starts writing. Now there's a bunch of speculation as to what he writes in the ground. Uh, I'm not even going to try to answer that this morning. But what he does is he waits to hear the voice of God. He waits till he hears the wisdom that he needs. And then they persisted in asking him, and he straightened up and said to him. Now, now they were persisting, putting pressure. Hey, hey, answer the question. Answer the question, Jesus. Answer the question. Tell us, what do you want us to do? Let, hey, what do you want us to do? What do you, the world can be that way to you. The world is a world of pressure. It tries to get you to make decisions fast. It tries to get you to make decisions on fear of loss. It tries to make you make decisions without having time to have counseled with God. The best thing that you can do is back off of the world and say, Father, what would you have me to do? And I'm not moving till I hear from you. We need to learn how to tell people, no, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait. Because I need to hear from God. And see, we know that Jesus only did what he heard the Father, or saw the Father do, and he only said what he heard the Father say. So we know right in here, he's not just throwing words out there or, or trying to give them an answer because of pressure. He's saying something he heard the Father say. We know that he was the perfect imitation of the heart of the Father. He said it this way, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now that'll be important in a minute. He straightened up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Now right there in, the, in their minds, they're going, oh, oh man, if I throw a stone, ooh, I got sin. Ooh, this puts me in a predicament. Now, wait a minute. I don't want to just, what do I want to do? So all of a sudden the tide turned. <laughs> Hold on. I got sin myself. I don't need to be throwing this stone. Matter of fact, over in 1 John it says this. If you see somebody who's in that position, you start speaking and praying life into that person. So instead of wanting to throw stones, they should have wanted to be praying, Lord, give her life. Life be in Jesus' name. A lot of times that's what the church has missed because they're not operating like the Father in love. They're, not, they're, they're just sitting there like wanting to cast stones, wanting to say, well, they did this wrong, they did this wrong, you know, like they're perfect. Not a one of us is perfect. So he says this, He who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Now I want to remind you right here, who did Jesus represent? The heart of God. The heart of His love. Now, let, me, uh, let me say it this way, He represented, He represented God to the world. What he did and how he lived, it proclaimed the heart of God. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones, and he was left alone, and the woman where she was in the center of the court. Verse 10, straightening up, Jesus said to her, Woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? Every one of the accusers had gone. Every one of the accusers had gone. Woman, where are they? Did no one accuse you? Now I just want to say this this morning. I don't know where you're at. But let me ask you this. According to the heart of God, did no one condemn you? Is there, is there anyone 
that has the power to override the heart of God no matter what they say in your life. Did somebody condemn you? I don't know if people have tried to or if you've been condemning yourself or no matter what situation that you're in, God's love is there to be received in your life as a child. And he says this, she said, no one, Lord. No one. See, I don't care if, if the church has treated you wrong. I don't care if, if they, people at your work have tried to pull out all this stuff about your past and all that stuff. You need to be uh, in line in thinking with the heart of God. And you need to be in line with thinking and knowing what has He said about you. And doesn't give you a right to go out there and keep on doing the stuff. It wasn't the heart of God, as we'll see, is not for her to continue and go back to that. The heart of God is to set her free from that. And the heart of God is to set you free. And even if people have condemned you and judged you, you need to look to God and hear his testimony louder than any of theirs. You need to hear his testimony that says the same thing that Jesus says when he says. I do not condemn you either. Yeah. Go from now on and sin no more. In other words, you know, it said in that verse that we started at, it said in that verse that we don't love because we don't know love. Have you ever seen God's love like this and experienced God's love in this level in your life? And maybe you have, but the point is that we need to not only receive it once, but we need to continue. And when we receive His love in that kind of way, now it empowers us to go and sin no more. So many times the church says, before you come in those doors, you better get your stuff straight. But Jesus says, you come in those doors, receive the love, and it will empower you to go and get your stuff straight. This is the heart of God. And here's one of the big major points in this story. There was one there without sin. There was one there that was fully legal to start picking up stones and tossing them at her head. There was one there that had fulfilled every commandment of the law. It was Jesus. He had done everything. He could have immediately, but he did exactly what the heart of the Father said. He was the representation of the Father's heart. And He said, I forgive you. Now repent. Now change. And go and don't do it anymore. And it empowered the woman to step out of the life and into the freedom of the anointing of Christ. This is the heart of God for you. No matter where you're at, no matter what you've been doing, what you're in the middle of, what you have done, the heart of God is to set you free. No, He doesn't agree with the junk. He doesn't agree with the stuff. But He does agree on this. I love you and I want you free. I want you let loose and, and I want those chains broken off of you. I want the bondage released from you. And a lot of times this verse is left off of that. But then Jesus spoke to them saying in verse 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the question is, will you accept God's love the way that this woman did? Will you walk in the light simply by saying, Lord, I'll take that forgiveness. I'll receive as a child your great and gracious and overwhelming love that you poured out on me when I didn't deserve it. Will you receive it like that? Just bow your heads with me. And we're going to pray and, and I just want you to meditate on that for just a moment. I just, I just want you to think on that. No matter where you're at, Will you be like a child? And will you, will you recognize how He loves you? How pure, how perfect He loves you. 
And will you say, Lord, I'll be like a child today and I'll receive your love. I'll receive the love that will strengthen me to step out of this place that I've been. I'll receive your love to answer the questions that I need, to bring the wisdom, Lord, to bring the provision, to bring the protection, to bring the security that is only found in you. I will receive you. I will follow you. I will discipline my life after you and walk in complete freedom. So no matter where you're at or where you've been, will you receive that, how He loves you right now? So just repeat this with me. And just out of your heart, this is between you and God. I'm just helping you with the words. This is just out of your heart. It's between you and God. Just say, Father, I see how you love me today. And I receive your love. I make Jesus the Lord of my life. He's the director. He calls the shots in my life. And I believe that out of your love, He died for me. And you brought Him back to life. And that my old person, my old ways, they died with him. And now, you, rise, you raise me up along with Christ. And we are seated together in heavenly places. Lord, I receive your love today. I receive it all. In Jesus' name. Today's a new day. Amen. Amen. Now, if you said that for the first time ever, I, you, I want you to let us know. We have stuff for you. If today was, man, I've done that before, but I needed it today. And I just ask you to do this. If today you needed to do that today, will you just raise your hand? Will you just, I needed that today. Amen. Amen. God loves you. Now as, as we wrap up, I just, I don't know exactly how this will flow. I just feel one of the things as I was praying about this service this week is I just saw praying for you. Praying for some of you as a group, some of you individually. And if you'll just allow me and just join with me in that prayer, just take a few minutes. And let's just release the anointing of God on whoever the Lord wants us to. And, and think about it this way. Let's say that you're, you don't need prayer today in that way. Let's say that you're not in that place where it's huge on you today that you don't need it. But if it was you, would you want to take the few minutes and give the quality of heart would you want the body of Christ to be believing with you and for you in that few minutes? And so I ask you as a body, as we do this, I don't even want you to come up today. I just, I, I'm coming to you. As we pray for individuals for a few minutes, give me the quality of your heart in, in a few minutes towards that person, whoever it may be. And let's just believe that the anointing of Christ to set them free. And not, not that they might be bound up in some ridiculous horribleness. That, it might just be that God wants to lift them to a new level. But just agree with me. And if you want prayer, if you're like, hey, you better not pass me over today. Just raise your hand when I get near you. I'll pray for you, okay? Amen. Just join with me. And let's, let's just play a little bit of uh, the music lightly. And I'll just, I'm, I'm going to be led. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for your word and freedom. The freedom of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for your freedom. Thank you, Father. 
Yeah, I do see those new levels, Todd. I do see new levels. I see you taking a step up. Saying, you know what? I, I've, I've longed to go to new levels, but it's time, and I'm stepping up now. In new levels in Christ. New levels right now. I'm stepping up. Doesn't mean jobs change or location changes or anything like that. Just in Christ, you are changing location. And I'm stepping up to new things. I receive the responsibility and the anointing to get there and be there and stay there. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just thank you for the love of God poured out in Lee's life. Thank you, Father. For it poured out in ways beyond her imagination. More than she can ask or think. Thank you, Father. And she'll know it's you. She'll know it's you. Lord, I just thank you for wisdom overflowing. Wisdom and provision and anointing overflowing, Lord. Lord, I thank you for answers. I thank you for answers. Real answers, Lord. Thank you. I pray that, that Stephen's eyes of understanding would be enlightened in ways that are beyond this world's comprehension. That he would see clearly who he is in you and what you would have him to do in every situation. Let clarity reign now from this point forward in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Blessing of God and freedom be in these guys. Thank you for your blessing. Your blessing of life overflowing. Life be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just thank you. Thank you for Jeremy, Lord. Lord, you've got a plan. Lord, I believe that today he stepped out of the old plan and into the new plan. Lord, I thank you for it. Thank you, Lord, that today marks a new day. A new day in you. And I praise you for the anointing that will encourage him, strengthen him to walk that way in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you for your prayers. Lord, I thank you for prayers that you have lifted up for this couple. Lord, there's been people praying that they had no idea were praying. And I don't know who that is, by the way. But I just see it in the Spirit. Lord, I thank you that there were people that were, they are on a path now set by the prayers that people prayed for them. Lord, I thank you for those prayers. Thank you, Lord, that even when we didn't know stuff that we needed to know and we weren't doing stuff we needed to do, you had a plan and you were putting it on people's hearts to draw us into the place of the fullness of your salvation, of provision, Lord, of life, of wisdom, of strength. Lord, let your love be made manifest in their lives in Jesus' name. Let the fullness of their love. That means in every way provision is there. Said, beloved, I, in other words, I love you. Those who I love, and you know today that He loves you. He know you know that He loves you. So He said, beloved, I pray that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Lord, we just ask that their whole body, their whole life, would prosper in you. And watch how their life follows suit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you. Light be in Jesus' name. Light be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for your provision and your wisdom. Lord, I, right now I just thank you for those times when it's easy to do the old things and yet your strength stands up and in the middle of their heart, the Holy Spirit says, you can do this. You can stand for me. You can make these decisions. Be them little or big. You can make the decisions for me. And Lord, let them be strengthened with all might to step into the place that you have for them. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Provision of God be. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Can I pray with them? Lord, I just thank you for your love and for your power being poured out in new ways, Lord. I just ask, Lord, I thank yeah. Lord, I thank you that the light of God turned has turned on in their lives. They, they are seeing things differently. And they're seeing things from a new perspective based off of your love for them. I thank you for it. And I praise you for it, Lord. Thank you that your light illuminates the path. And they step into it. And all of a sudden, as they seek after you with everything they got, seek after God, his kingdom and his righteousness, all the things that they need are added to them. You have pre-programmed them. And Lord, their worries fall to the wayside. Lord, I thank you for it. Thank you for their worries falling off and you coming up as one who brings about the place of no fear in life, but a trust as a child in you and in your love. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your heart. Thank you for... Mike's heart moving to new levels in your heart. Let his heart and your heart come in line. Become synced in you. I praise you for it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, I just thank you for these two. Father, I just thank you for these two. Lord, I just ask that they would be united in ways that they've only dreamt of before and that your provision would pour out in them in ways that are amazing. They receive right now the fullness of your love and are empowered to walk in it, not only together, but in every area of their life. Freedom be in Jesus' name. Freedom of God be in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your love and the wholeness of your love being made manifest. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Wholeness. Complete restoration be in Jesus' name. Complete wholeness be in Jesus' name. Let your anointing do those things. Father, I thank you for life and provision. Life overflowing in every area. Yeah, the Lord, the Lord says this. The areas where you keep thinking are short, I'm shoring up. I'm shoring them up. Where you think you don't measure up, he says, I'm shoring them up. I'm making them whole. I'm bringing them up to the level that I desire. And so you rest in Him, you expect that, and you move like it's there. Like, and, and without looking back, no one's setting their hand to a plow that's fit for the kingdom, looking back. I'm not looking back, I'm looking forward, I'm moving ahead in Christ, in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you for wholeness and healing in every way. Lord, I thank you for it. Let the fullness of that restoration be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Life be in every way, in everything. Amen. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for your power and your glory. Yeah, there's, I, I see this on a regular basis, but all, it's like a surface that's got um, 
pit marks and, and chunks knocked out. And then I see just the love of the Lord like a healing milk almost, like a healing lotion come in and fill those and restoration and wholeness making it like new. It's like making it uh, from an adult's worn out, weathered, wearied skin to a baby's skin. And I see your lives right now being repaired and made whole. And there are no more blemishes, no more marks, but the joy of wholeness in God. Lord, let it be in Jesus' name. Let wholeness and restoration be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for strength. Strength and peace. I believe the Lord would say to you, just lay back in His arms. Rest in Him. Don't carry the cares. Don't carry the anxiety. But rest in Him. Lay back in His arms and let Him do what He longs to do in your life. Matter of fact, maybe, maybe you've been standing in His way. Rest in Him and let Him do what He wants to do in Jesus' name. Wholeness be. Wholeness be in Jesus' name. The anointing of God brings fullness and wholeness and breaks and snips all the lines that would be held down in the flesh. Wholeness of God, peace of God, be in, in the body, in the flesh. Peace be in those areas that have been causing you to stay awake at night, that have been causing you to wake up. Healing of God be in those areas. Wholeness be in Jesus' name. Fear drop off. Anxiety be gone. Life of God, rise up in Jesus' name. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Lord, I just thank you for life and Robert. Thank you, Father, for your glory. Yeah. Glory of God, overflow His life in new ways. Lord, show Him your plan. Yeah, he's got a plan for you, and it is something. <laughs> it's something. Have you ever seen that before? No? All right. Well, I think you're about to. I think he's going to show you some things, and it's going to excite you what he's got for you because it's good stuff. He's got a plan and a path for you to walk on. That doesn't mean that you're going to be you know, up in front preaching. It, it may, it may not. But the point is, he's got a plan. And he wants to reveal his glory in you and through you. And when you get a full revelation of that plan, you're going to look back and say, my goodness, why was I ever doing anything else? This is so awesome. This is what I was born to do. This is who I was created to be. And Lord, I accept it with every fiber of my being. And Lord, I just say, let it be in Jesus' name. Thank you for it. Amen. Blessing of God be in Jesus' name. Blessing be overflowing. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Life of God rise up in new levels. And sharing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Life. Life. Thank you, Father. Freedom of God. Anointing of God. Rise up. Rise up. Do you accept His love today? Then that love has a right to go to work. Now you let it go to work. Let the love of God go to work in your life in Jesus' name. Love of God, be. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Blessing be in Jesus' name. Clarity. The wind of God blowing all the clouds away. And clarity of a new day arises in your life in Jesus' name. 
anointing of God be in Jesus' name. Wisdom and purpose be in Jesus' name. Wisdom of God and purpose. The purpose. The purpose of God. Rise up and be shown and start stepping into that purpose in Jesus' name. Let, it, let her see clearly what that purpose is. You have prepared her and it has a purpose. Lord, thank you for that purpose. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Blessing and life be. Life of God, rise up and overflow. 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 Thank you, Father life of God and blessing of God rise in you. Rise in you. Life rise. Life of God rise. Blessing. Let the joy shine in their eyes and people will see the joy of the Lord on them. Something's different. Something's changed. And it's the joy of the Lord rising up in their life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Is there anybody else that, man, I need something else. I need some more prayer. I need something. Everybody's clear. Either that or everybody's like, I'm not letting him go any further. <laughs> Father, we just praise you. Barrett and George, will you all come up over, over here? If you need any more prayer for anything, just come up and let these guys know they will lead you. They're anointed to pray over you. Father, we thank You for how You love us. We thank You for how You love us. Right? Let's pray. Let's agree one last prayer for anybody that may be watching this. Father, we see that desire and that longing for Your life to rise up in the heart of that person that's watching. Father, we just pray right now for them and we just release the life and the anointing of God, faith of God rising up, faith of God, faith as a child that says, I will accept you, Lord, how you love me. I will accept your love for me and I will have your character and your nature in full in me. I was designed as a vessel according to your word to carry the glory and the light and the anointing of Christ by your love. And I received that love. Lord, let your love be received and your glory and anointing be carried in Jesus' name. We praise you and thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope that you got something out of it today. And I just pray that the blessing of God and how He loves you become more and more evident in your life. That, that it will become so evident that it starts to overflow who you are. Now remember, if you said that prayer today and today it meant something, I want you to let us know. Definitely write it, grab a new envelope. And write it on there. Write it down. Say, I prayed for the first time. Or, I recommitted today. Let us know. I want to hear about that. And if you did pray for the first time or you did recommit, we have some stuff for you. And we want to give it to you. So you can tell these guys and we'll make sure that you get that. I love you. I thank you for being here. If you need any more prayer, come up and see these guys. Father, let your blessing be poured out right now. And Lord, we thank you. Just let's stand to our feet. And just out of your heart, let's just worship him and say, Lord, we worship you for how you love us. We thank you for your love that solved the mess and he gave anyway. We thank you, Lord, that you love us in those ways. And we praise you. 
And we give you the glory. Now let our lives worship you in that love on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Let every choice that we make be a part of this worship right now that says, I worship you for your love. So let me worship you in my choices, in my decisions. Let me live a life of worship in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. Turned into wine Open the eyes of the